All right. Appreciate you letting us come through your speakers again. My name is Dylan Bunnell. You're tuned into 94 by 50, where we always aim to educate, entertain, or inspire with everything that we do. Today, I think we do a little bit of all that as we're joined by a very special guest, Coach Drew Wilson, who is the assistant men's basketball coach at Faulkner University. He just finished his sixth year there as they finished the year 27-4, and 17-1 in their conference. They were a number two seed in the national tournament before that was canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Drew's a heck of a guy. He's an incredible basketball coach, a better person. He has a bright future in his business. Uh, we talk about a little bit of everything, and, and I think you'll find that it's not just basketball. You can get any something from any facet of life from my conversation with Drew, and he talks about climbing the ladder and what it takes and social, emotional, uh, you know, all kind of different walks of life that I think you'll really enjoy. But before we get to that, I want to talk about something that we started today, which I guess is Thursday as we're recording this, uh, March the 26th. We started today on our social media platform, a blast campaign that we're calling our small business spotlight, where we're wanting to take uh, in this tough time. I know everyone's been affected by the coronavirus, by the COVID-19 outbreak. And we're wanting to highlight some small businesses that have been affected and and provide them some free advertising. Uh, I firmly believe that our small businesses make up our communities and our communities in turn make up our country. So we want to help guide people towards you. So if you are, you know of a small business who would like to have their logo, their information put on our website, put on our social media pages, talked about uh, on our podcast episodes, let us know, reach out to us. You can find us, DM us, email us, text me, call me, what have you. Uh, willing to do that for anybody and everybody who wants to be a part of it. Have already had some interest come in, which is really cool. Want to help as many people as we can throughout this very trying time. But with that being said, let's hit the intro and then coming out, you'll have Drew Wilson of Faulkner University. All right, and we are now here with the man in Montgomery, Coach Drew Wilson, who just helped lead the Faulkner Eagles to a 27-4 and record um, a- after his sixth season there. Coach, how's it going in Montgomery tonight? Oh, we're good, man. We're just trying to uh, trying to do our part, trying to trying to social distance. Got myself kind of kind of locked in the house. I'm doing all my work from a from a little tiny kid's desk in the corner of my guest room. So it's it's. <laughs> But it's good though. We've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed a little extra time seeing my nine month old. So it's been good. That's awesome. We were talking off the air, and I want you to share this idea. So you're a college basketball coach in the state of Alabama, um, where uh, it's no no secret that football is king here in the southeast. And with all this the the coronavirus and quarantining and social distancing, you had an idea that I thought was genius that that might could stick <laughs> as far as uh, as getting this thing run out. If you care to share that with us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I told you. I mean, I think this. I mean, I, this thing is worse than people want to want to want to think it is. And and 
you know, the, the, the powers that be and the administrators that are trying to make the best decision they can for us, they're worried that, that, that football season is going to be in jeopardy. And I, and I told you, I said, if you just tell everybody in Alabama, listen, if you don't go inside and stay inside, then football season's canceled. No Auburn football, no Alabama football, no football. If you just tell them that, they'll be locked in their house until you tell them they can come out. I mean, I'm just telling you. I, I, I mean, that's the truth. I mean, I, I'm a basketball coach, and I I like football, football too. But I mean, that that's just the truth here in Alabama. If you if you tell them you tell them that, you wouldn't have any problems keeping them keeping them socially distant. <laughs> you are you are not wrong there. You heard that you said that, and I laughed. And I was like, man, I gotta gotta get you to get that one out. Maybe somebody will listen. There's a politician listening to this who's like, hey, maybe maybe this guy's onto something. So, uh, uh, anyways, I hope the politicians are listening to smarter people than me. <laughs> uh, no, so. Uh, so let's talk, first off, you guys just wrapped up uh, an incredible year, 27-4. was the most wins for your program since 2012. Uh, just kind of talk about your guys' year and, and kind of your team. And you know, I know you guys were in the national tournament uh, kind of along with everyone else when it got cut short. And just a little bit about that and the emotions of that and, and the uniqueness of that situation and how you guys handled it. And just kind of uh, a recap on your guys' year in general there. Yeah, yeah, very, very very surreal deal we were um we were 27 and 4 uh we won we lost on december 13th um to talladega who who spent the the majority year in the top 20 in the country lost by two we didn't lose again until the friday before um didn't lose again until the friday before the or the Friday of the conference tournament, which I I believe was like March 5th. So we won 18 games in a row. Didn't lose a second semester. We're playing as good as anybody in the country. I won eight top 30 games. Um, you know, we're really, really good. And, you know, one of those rare teams, we had a lot of seniors, a lot of older guys that knew what they were doing, knew how to play, knew what we expected, knew what it took and it was it was a really I mean I told people all the time it was a really really special crew and um so I told you kind of the story we get beat on Friday first time we've gotten beat in a long long time we give them two days off compressed long season we got a week or so before the fully national tournament we take Saturday and Sunday off we come back Monday and Tuesday and have two of the best practices we've had all 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 year um, we take Wednesday off, we come back, uh, we, we gather together as a team, we watch the bracket reveal, kind of in the midst of everyone announcing and, and going to, you know, no spectators. Um, it, it's kind of what happened all day Wednesday, everybody's, everybody's going to no spectators, we're going to have things, we're not going to have spectators, and so we watch the bracket reveal. We get a two seed in the national tournament. Um, Going to play Shawnee State. Um, good team. We spend some time that night going over it. We have a conference call for the national tournament at 10.30 the next morning. All the coaches, ADs, everybody, they go over all the details. We're going to change it. We're not going to have any spectators. We're going to do all this. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have the tournament. Well, while the while the conference call is happening, um, obviously that's the same morning, that Thursday morning, 
ACC tournaments canceled, SEC tournaments canceled, American tournaments canceled, Big 12 tournaments canceled, Big East tournaments. They're all canceling the tournaments. So all that's happening. And while we're on the conference call, the Kansas City mayor declared a state of emergency in Kansas City. And about an hour after the conference call finished, they they announced that they're canceling the tournament. And just to give uh, reference for those listening, you, you guys being an NAI, that's where the the tournament is hosted, Kansas City, I guess. Yeah, Kansas City is, is where the national tournament is. So so it's a uh, all thirty two teams play uh, one one roof, one floor, one building over over six days. It's really the coolest tournament. Uh, from a from just a pure basketball standpoint in the country, it's the coolest national tournament, and and you know we had a team that again was playing probably as good as anybody in the country. We were, you know, going out there to win the tournament, and then you find out on a Thursday afternoon before practice happens that the season's over. <laughs> the season's over. I mean, the only thing I can equate it to, you know, because you're used to you're used to hearing your you know, not going to play. You're used to seasons ending, but seasons end on the floor. You know, seasons end playing. You end competing, doing that kind of stuff. And, and we, um, you know, we just didn't get a chance to do that. Um, we didn't get a chance to do that. We, we were, it, it ended on a, on an email. We got an email about it and the season ended. You know, the only thing I can equate it to is, you know, team in division two, you know, where there's not an NIT or those kind of things, they think they're getting in the tournament and then they miss on Selection Sunday. But even then, like, they had a chance. Like, we were playing. We were in. We were 27-4. We were, we were going out there to win the tournament. We had – there was no doubt we were get, getting in. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that, that was the thing to me that, that, granted, from the outside looking in for all these teams that – and you, you said it best – you know, 99% of the time your season ends on the floor, whether it's, you know, losing a game in a tournament or losing a game to potentially make it or, you know, maybe you're like you're talking about Division Two or Division One team that has to win their conference tournament to get in but doesn't win the championship game. But they knew that they were giving themselves a chance and, like, to have something taken from you when you don't know it's coming. Like, I can't imagine the, the – just the magnitude of feeling in the locker room or meeting room or wherever you guys were when you had that first conversation of like, well, this, this is it. You know, we talk so much about coaching and like control what you can control. Well, like <laughs> those guys couldn't control that. And that's such a unfortunate thing. I, I can imagine to have to try to relay yeah. to them, not to make you relive no it again, but <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no question. And, and you know, that in this, in this day and age in the, in the, in the Twitter sphere that we live in, they, they kind of already knew. And so you're really just like, you're really just gonna, gonna confirm and, and try to console and try to just help. But nobody in, in those moments, nobody really knows what to think or feel or do, but because it's, it is, it is such a, it's such a unique time that we're living in right now. And so nobody really knows what to do. I just feel bad you know, for our senior, we had six seniors, we had an old team, we had six seniors that, that, you know, they had earned the right to compete for, for a national championship and they're, they're not going to get that. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. I know our, our, our hearts kind of definitely go out to those guys. And, and one thing to kind of change gears, um, 
you, know, you just finished your sixth year at Faulkner, great year, just kind of went through what that looked like. But one thing that we're always interested in, and I personally am interested in, is people's journey, how they got to where they got to. And so if you don't mind, kind of jump back in the time machine with us and, and go through with us. So if this is a young coach listening or, or anybody that's just curious about, hey, Drew Wilson at Faulkner, where has he been? What's he, you know, I, I think that there's three things in life that are important, where you've been, where you are, and then where you're going. So let's, let's talk a little bit about where you've been before we get to the rest. Yeah, well, it, I'll, I'll try to make a long story short. So my dad was a high school coach my whole life high school basketball coach he was you know we moved around some he was a, he had some had a lot of he had some, some big time success I was not going to be a coach 100% I can't do that that he does I don't have the patience especially for the day job that he does in high school I just don't do it I, it's not how I'm wired I'm not going to do that I'm not doing it um, I was going to school I was going to be a lawyer I'm going to get my MBA and my JD and going to go be a sports agent. I'm going to go be an agent for coaches. I like sports, but I don't want to coach. I'm going to be an agent. I'm going to make 10% of these gigantic contracts that are going out there. And I'm going to do that. And, you know, so that was my plan. I was, I was what I was doing. And I, uh, I got to school. I got, um, I got accepted to Mercer University. I was, I was, um, they had a really, really good um, MBA, really, really good business school. They had a joint program. You could get two, two master's degrees afterwards. Um, you, you could do that. And so I signed on. I was going there. I'm going to work for Coach. It was the first year Bob Hoffman got to Mercer. I'm going to work for him. I'm just going to do that so I can stay around it, be involved. And, Work for him, and I fell in love. He hooked me. He hooked me. We were. I fell in love with the college game. We we won a, we won a lot of games. We did it the right way with good kids. He helped them develop as as people too. And I just I just fell in love with the college game. I, I, and I decided I, that that's that's what I was supposed to do. It's what I was called to do as a coach. And so from there, I worked there for four years. We were. Um, we had a really good time. My last year, we were we were twenty seven eleven. We won the CIT, and uh, so I left there. I went to be an assistant for, you know, obviously people know the name Mercer from from a couple of years after I left when they went when they went and beat Duke with a really good team. So sure. that that's, you know, they know that from that. But that that was I was I was a couple of years before that, and then you set the groundwork um, for that you know you get to take yeah, all the yeah. credit for it you either, laid the foundation either that, either that or they got a lot better they got rid of the dead weight whichever way you want to look at it <laughs> uh, but no so so then i left there i got i got my first um my first job on the on the sideline on the bench with, the, with a recruiting role and i was the associate head coach at sneed state for for two years right out of college uh 22 years old we were, we had a we had a good run there we had we had four division one guys we had six six guys playing all conference we had 20 plus go on to play you know at a four-year school after that and then uh ever since then i've been here i left there and i've, I've came i come to faulkner and we've um, been the, been the full-time the one and only full-time assistant here for for six years now and had had a lot of success in a in a really good place Sure. Yeah. And, and you've definitely, you hit it. You've 
you know, you said that you guys kind of did it the right way. I think that you have, and something that I want, uh, you know, you to kind of talk it. I know some young coaches and GAs and high school and and even like young college coaches that listen to this that I I stay in touch with that are in our network. Like, talk just really briefly about like one your roles when you're at Mercer because you said you left Mercer, you go to Snead State, you get your you know first assistant job. Like, obviously, you know, for people that hear this, like to get to where you are, to get to the levels where, like. You have to do a lot of things that, uh, not to say they're not fun because we enjoy what we do, um, but you know they're not the most glorious jobs. Like you, you had to go and invest your time and do so. Just kind of talk briefly, if you if you will, about kind of some things you did at Mercer while you were you know figuring things out there, job titles, what you did, that that type thing. No, I mean, there's, there's nothing. There's, I don't think there's anything I didn't do. I did the laundry. I wiped the floor. I swept the floor. I got all the balls out. I rebounded for guys late at night. I rebounded for guys early in the morning. Uh, I was at all the weights. I set up the weights. I took down the weights. You know, I, I, I cleaned up after practice. I made the Gatorade. I did, I did all that stuff. I sat in on all the meetings. I, you know, I was, I did a little bit and a little bit of everything, and and just, you know, just really wanted to wanted to learn as much as I could from from all the guys that were there. And, um, you know, I think I made, you know, made a made a pretty good. Um, pretty good use of my time there you know and again they, they were good people and they, they would they allowed me to sit in on those meetings and I wasn't just a towel boy I did all those things I wasn't just but I wasn't just that I, you know I was I was able to sit in on recruiting meetings and, and watch film and sit in on scouting meetings and and sit in on all those things and learn learn on those things while I was doing you know all the all the other stuff Sure. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that gets lost sometimes is, especially in this society is everybody wants like the get rich quick plan. Like how, how can I go be a college assistant or go be, you know, a head high school coach or go be, you know, whatever it is, not even in coaching necessarily in anything. Like everybody wants instant gratification. And like, I think we lose sight of sometimes that pretty much anybody that's doing it at a, at a level that you are higher, whatever, like, has done that, uh, I guess, grunt work or whatever you want to call it, the stuff that that doesn't get seen, that's not, uh, you know, you're not tweeting about sweeping the floor or anything like that, <laughs> but, like, uh, you're having to do it and pay, you know, pay that time and pay those dividends. And, and, and so I think it's always refreshing for people to hear that, especially our kind of our younger generation of coaches that are coming through and go, oh, you can go win some games and whatever. Like, no, there's there's a lot more to it than that. So, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely appreciate you you touching on that. So let's talk net. So that's kind of where you are, where you've been, and now where you are is Faulkner. So for those that are listening that are not curious, or excuse me, not knowledgeable of Faulkner, where you guys are, how the school's set up, you know, just the the basketball program there, what you and Coach Sanderson are doing, just just talk at us a little bit about that really quick. Well, you know, first off, from from a from a school standpoint, it's a small private. Christian institution in Montgomery, Alabama, the capital city of the state, and um, you know, just a really a much nicer campus than than probably people picture when they think of it. Uh, but a really nice place, really great place, full of full of great people. Um, it's kind of what I've been blown away by the most since I've been here. Just just great people on campus, great professors that that want to help and want to be you know, a part of, of their, of the student success here. And, and then from a basketball standpoint, I mean, they've been, 
unbelievable here for a long time. They won a national title in 2001. They've been to Final Four, Elite Eight, Sweet 16. They've been to all of it, done all of it. There's nothing they haven't done um, here and and nothing that, that you can't do um, again. Um, I think we proved that this year with the, with the team that we had. But, um, you know, just – just an unbelievable setup. You're playing for a guy that's one, one, you know, you come here, you're playing for a guy that's won over 400 games and, and had had a boatload of all conference players and a boatload of all American players and, and all that stuff. And But more importantly than that, he's, he's a guy that's going to challenge you every day to be, you know, the best version of yourself. We tell guys all the time, listen, we, I'm not going to try to talk you into coming here. I'm going to give you all the information that you need. I'm going to tell you what we have. I'm going to tell you what we can do for you. And then at the end of the day, if you want to be the best version of yourself, this is a great place for you. If you don't want to do that, if you don't want to be the best version of yourself, and you don't want to be pushed to be that every every day, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just. I mean, that's and that's fine. Like we're not. I'm not. I don't say that to be ugly or be mean to people, but. You know that's just that's just the reality of the deal. Like if you, that's what because that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna press you and push you to be the best person you can be on the floor, off the floor, athletically, academically, religiously, socially, all those areas. We're gonna push you to be the best that you can be. And if that's not what you want, then it's not the place for you, and that's okay. That's such a unique like that's a breath of fresh air to me. Like I, I talk to all these college coaches and like, you know, everybody in recruiting now, like and, and these kids just want to hear like, Oh, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? you know, what can I start when I get on campus? What like you know, whatever it is, these everybody wants promises and things told. Like it, it to me it's so refreshing to hear that there's a program out there telling guys like, Hey, here's what it is. Like you're gonna get yeah. pushed every single like what you get is you know, what you get is gonna be kind of what you earned and uh that's awesome to hear. I, I appreciate Co- coach that. Confess, coach confesses coach confesses a bad habit to everybody that we recruit and all our players. He confesses his one bad habit, and his, his and his bad habit is playing the best players. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, play. I mean, listen. If if you're, if you're the best, if you're if you're one of the eight, nine, ten, ten best guys, you know that give us a bet, that give us the best chance to win. You're gonna play. If you're not, you're not. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter where you've been. Freshman, sophomore, D one transfer, JUCO transfer, whatever doesn't matter. If you're one of the best guys, give us the best chance to win. You're gonna play. If you're not, you're not. It's pretty simple. Yeah, no, I, I hear that, and I <laughs> I appreciate that because I don't think that happens enough. Uh, and, I, and I'm not talking about anybody directly, but just things I see and witness and hear. It's just like, man, there needs to be more of that, just uh, that realness in our profession and. And, and and exactly that, like, hey, you know, y'all, your job as coaches is to win the basketball game um, and to win as many of them as possible. So, you know, to do that, we have to have our best players. Like, we lose sight of that sometimes. I think there's there's not a coach there's not a coach in the country that's not going to play a guy that gives them a chance to win. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, we, I mean, guys get get into that. Like, you know, it's it's a, it, coach likes this guy and that guy and all that. Well, yeah, I like the guy that I like the guys that give us a chance to win. You know, like, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, yeah, do coaches play favorites? Yeah, we, yeah, coach coaches favor guys who defend and rebound and play hard. Like, I mean, it's not. Yeah, we do play favorites, but it's not. It's not because we like a guy or or this guy is this or that. It's 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 every coach in the country is trying to win. Sure. 
Yeah, it's uh, that that's quite a thing. So let let's talk a little bit as, as we talk about like trying to win and, and how important that is. But there still is the element like you talked about when you were with Coach Hoffman at at, at Mercer, like you discovered, you know, you got hooked on it and hooked on coaching and, and this ability to influence people and just talk at us a little bit about you know kind of like what's your why like why you really do it you know all of us love winning and we love competing and that is that I think all of us that coach like at our core that's what it is but all of us have this own little special connection like and and just talk whatever it is that kind of drives you about doing doing what you do kind of talk at us a little bit about that I, I just I just enjoy I enjoy seeing guys grow and seeing guys develop and seeing guys we've had a few of them we had a guy on our team this year who's who's okay his foundation at home wasn't wasn't good it would have been really easy um you know for him to to blame the foundation that he had at home on whatever he ended up doing in his life that what that wasn't productive whether it be drugs alcohol whatever it would be easy for him to blame i got dealt a bad hand sure but i like seeing guys like that grow and mature and be around the right people to help them grow and mature and see you know growth and see you know build the foundation for them to to succeed into their into their future beyond basketball you know i tell them all the time you know if, if we, we tell them this in recruiting too you know if, if the only thing you learn in two three four years here with us or one year one two three four years here if the only thing you learn is how to be a better basketball player then we've done you a disservice that's that's just that's just how i feel about it if that's the only thing you learn from us from our program then, then, then we're not doing our job. It's the only thing you learn is how to be a better basketball player. Sure, and I, and I guess it helps to a degree. And, and I want to touch on this because you got you did mention you guys are a private Christian university, and so mm-hmm. you know, tie, being able to tie not only being able to, but being required to to a degree to to tie the religious aspect into your guys' basketball program, which I think you know having a spiritual faith, you know, having all that instilled is just is a monstrous advantage if I'm a kid or or something like that. Like I want to go somewhere where I'm going to get tested physically, mentally, socially, emotionally, as well as spiritually. And and you guys are able to provide that. And kind of what is y'all's philosophy on, uh, you know, everybody has their own unique journey and how they find what they find, but just, you know, you guys as a coaching staff, how you balance the basketball, the life, the, 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 the faith and all of those things. I just kind of, it's just, it's just all kind of, intertwined you know for us i mean you talk about it we talk about it in the locker room right after game sometimes we talk about it you know in the huddles after practice about how things correlate and and we had a leadership you know last spring and and we would have done it this spring but they they sent them all home now but you know last spring they we, we had a leadership class with our with our whole our whole crew um all our dudes we had we had a class on how to lead everybody wants to lead everybody thinks they should lead everybody everybody thinks they know but it, it's a lot harder than than it really is so we brought an outside voice in to teach them you know how to lead um which was a big deal for us but uh, you know i think ultimately you know it's, it's you know sports are a metaphor for life it's, it's it's overused but it's but it's true and um 
you know, I think those those kind of things are, you know, big, and they, and they, you know, being able to, you know, kind of tie that all together, and and the school here definitely helps. I mean, our guys go to chapel five days a week, thirty minutes a day, five days a week. They they go to chapel and they they hear announcements and they 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 sing and they they hear a message from somebody and and that's a you know that's a big deal you know if your if your eyes are open and your your eyes and your ears are open when you go to those things you're going to get something out of it if they're not you put your earbuds in and you have your head in your phone and you're not going to get anything out of it but but those things definitely help and our guys take a bible class every semester and those things are are huge for for their to their own personal development and it just you know I think just being there and just talking to them about it and and you know hey how that test go this week or or can I help you with this or that is is a is a huge deal sure so so now we we've spent a lot of time with probably what's more important with the off the court let's talk a little bit uh on the court so you know somebody's listening to this they're getting ready to come watch you guys play in kansas city next year when you get back to the national tournament um you know talk a little bit about um you know you guys on the court what you know some kind of philosophies that that you and coach sanderson have how you try to play i know every year is different you got to adapt to your team but you know what somebody at their core if somebody shows up to watch the faulkner eagles play never see them before what can they expect you're gonna you're gonna see a team that plays fast you're gonna see a team that plays hard, plays with passion, uh, and 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 really, really defends. Um, you know, in a in a very uh, hard nosed, in a hard nosed way, and tries to play in transition. It's it's an exciting brand of basketball. You know, again, you come watch us play, and, and you're used to seeing six nine, six ten, six eleven guys on on division one on TV, you're not probably not going to see too many of those guys, but you're going to see really, really good guards that can, can really get the ball up the floor in a hurry. And, you know, I think we scored 84, 85 a game. I, I, I probably don't have those numbers right, but some, somewhere around there, um, we scored a game and gave up, you know, I think 65 or so, um, in 80 possessions. So, so you're just going to see a team that plays, plays really fast plays with plays with passion and plays hard and, and competes at a high high level very good yeah I, i've i've witnessed that i mean i, I can attest to that if, for anybody listening that's not just coach speak or, or you saying oh yeah we're gonna play hard like i i've watched that i play you know coach guys that play for you guys that that's a hundred percent the truth anybody listening so you're also in a in a unique you know working for and i want to touch on this coach sanderson who has been at, played at the Division One level, has coached at the Division One level, been a head coach, like you said, won uh, a million games. It seems like has been around for a while. His family is a huge, you know, his family has been very successful in coaching. Like how, yeah. you know, one thing that that I see young coaches get wrong all the time, and, and myself, I'm guilty of this as well, and have been, is you know, we all think we know it all, and and you get a chance to go to work every day with a guy who's been around it at a really high level, whether as a player, an assistant, a head coach whatever and like you know talk at us a little bit about that because I know you're this way of being able to you know realize hey I don't know it all and try to learn something yeah. you know every day and, and take something from a guy that's been at been at the levels he's been at just kind of talk at us about you know it's it's not easy to do to to realize hey I, I don't know this or I don't know that and, yes. and, and yeah. just soak up and learn from somebody yeah I, I've told I've told people this you know so we we won the league here in in 
in 2016. We won the conference tournament, uh, won 20-something games. We, we year before, won 20 games the next year, won the conference tournament, going to Kansas City. I mean, this crap, this is easy. I mean, this is like, we we know what the frig, we're, we know what we're doing. And I got offered a job, um, head coaching opportunity, junior college opportunity. Um, and I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go. Um, I didn't go. We, we just won the league. Uh, we had everybody coming back. We had, um, a really, really good team. And I, and, you know, that, the job there was it was it was a it was an opportunity to be a head coach, but it wasn't. Just a long story short, they didn't have the things that I was looking for. Sure, to be able to win and win a lot, like I like I thought I I could. Um, and so I didn't go. I stayed. I did to stay and and win. Well, the next two years we win sixteen and seventeen games and um, struggle struggle through two years. Had a had. You know, again, I told you we had all those guys back. I thought I thought it was going to be easy, and right. so that was probably the best. Like looking back on it now, turning that job down, I was probably a little bit full of myself uh, at that point. You know, four years ago now, um, that I don't. I mean, I may have gone and been successful, but I may not have because I, I think I think now, four years later, you're in a much better situation. You kind of have a a much better handle on, Hey, this winning thing is, is difficult. It's not, you know, you don't just kind of show up and do it. This is, there's a lot of stuff that goes in it. You got to keep guys healthy. You got to keep them doing their schoolwork. You got to keep all that stuff. And you know, there's a little bit more that goes into it than just show up with some good players and win. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so, so yeah. So, so to kind of circle back to your question now, I mean, I think, I think you show up every day. I think the best thing about Coach, I told you, he's won four hundred and something games and and several conference championships. And uh, but the best thing about him is, is is he's constantly seeking information from me. I mean, I don't know compared to what he's forgotten more than I know probably, but but he's constantly seeking information and seeking input from me. Um, and and genuinely listening and and um, digesting what I have to say, so I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned and taken from him. And and you know, you just if you're not that way, then then you may have some short term success, but you're not going to have long term sustained success if you're not constantly seeking information and constantly seeking to get better and to improve. Yeah, it, it is like the dangest thing that that winning is really really hard. Like I, I I use the line all the time. Like winning a basketball game is really hard to do. Like we're not talking about winning championships or winning turn. Like winning a singular game is really difficult. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know. And so so to be able to take that and do and it and then it becomes like poison. You win like you you win and then it's like oh you know this is easy kind of like you said and and until you realize <laughs> until you realize again that it's not and, and to yeah. have that. Uh, that hunger, like I think that's what separates good for great. You know, we're in Alabama and people talk about, you know, Saban and football and all that stuff. Like we kind of opened with like, 
you know, it's, it's really hard to convince yourself that winning is not just okay. I got to go win again. Now I got to go rep. Oh, we got to go fix what we did. And, and for you guys to have that camaraderie, like that's so unique. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of coaches listening to this. that are like, crap, I wish my head coach would listen to me some. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you may have some, uh, you may have some guys jealous of you, uh, as they listen to this, which is fine. So. Well, I'll tell you this. I do think this, I think a lot of times as, as, assistance you can get caught up in uh, I said this and we didn't do it you know that doesn't mean your head coach wasn't listening you know I I, 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 I try to the best of my ability to not get caught up in you know my idea your idea you know what did we decide you know disagree all you want and I and, I, and I've told everybody that's ever interviewed me or asked me about hiring me or whatever I'm I'm not a yes man. Don't hire me if you want a yes man. But but at the same time, I'm 100 percent behind whatever you decide. Like I mean, if if that's you know if it comes to a disagreement, if there's I I 100 percent think this and you 100 percent think that. Well, guess what? You're the head coach, and so when we walk out of here, whatever you think is is what we're doing, and I'll be I'll be behind that. And and but I think we can get caught up in. Well, he did something else. That means he wasn't really listening to me. Well, no, he may have listened to you, but he decided something else. And I and I don't think, and I've never done. It, I've never been a head coach, but but I don't think we can, as assistants, appreciate the the pressure and the the amount of thought that goes into every decision that's made. You know, without having done it, and I think. You know, again, you don't get caught up in, you know, was it my idea or your idea or whatever. It's, it, it's once we leave the office or once we, it, you know, even a coach's huddle. Once we leave a coach's huddle, it's ours. It's everybody's. It's all of ours. And you know that that's you know be the attitude you have if if you want to stay happy in the job that you're in. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love that. And, and the, I want to close here and this is, we're in such a unique time kind of like we opened with, but, you know, talk to maybe those that haven't coached, don't coach at the college level, or just don't know, you know, what they don't know at all about, you know, what you guys are doing right now, because you are handcuffed, um, you know, as far as by the NCAA, by what's going on with what you can and can't do. So opposed from what you would be doing this time of year to how you're having to handle it right now, uh, from the recruiting side. Yes. So normally, uh, we would have just gotten back from spring break. We, we had spring break last week and our guys would have returned on Monday and they probably would have had this week off from basketball stuff, but we would have had some pickup games. We've had some kids in to visit, um, to see our campus, to meet our meet our players, meet us, meet our professors, um, do all those things, and we would be getting ready to start workouts, you know, team workouts with with our team and our guys and our all our returners. We'd start, you know, probably on Monday, but you know, as it currently sits, we're all online classes. All our guys are at home, and and there's you know until until further notice really there's no visitation and no going to see kids and no nothing so you know i had to dig my headset out of the out of the drawer because i'm on the phone now more than i've i've 
I mean, I'm always on the phone a lot, but I'm on the phone now more than ever because there's no, there's no visits. There's no in-person nothing right now. And so it's, it's a completely different world. And the saving grace is I'm trying to figure it out, but so is every other coach in the country. So we're all in the same boat trying to figure it out. Sure. Well, uh, I, I can't imagine, you know, the, the, how difficult that is when you're so conditioned, you've been doing it for so long to wait. Oh my gosh. Like this is the first, this is probably the first spring you've had off. Like, I don't know ever. So, uh, you know, not off, but not where you're on the road practicing, doing like, um, you know, so I, I can't imagine the, the, the change of that and, and having to adjust to that and adapt to that. And, and more so you guys having to plan for the future, like not knowing how to, because you don't know when things are going to change, but, um, nonetheless, man, well, coach, I appreciate your time so much coming on here. Um, you know, I hope I want everybody to know this and, and you can agree with it because I've witnessed it firsthand. You know, you guys are open door always, you know, you've been so gracious to me from just a coaching standpoint. I mean, I've sat in your office and you've talked X's and O's and, uh, you know, just wanted you to be able to agree with the fact that anybody wants to, you know, pick your brain on anything, you're an X and O guru. If anybody wants any stuff, they're more than welcome to reach out to you. I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about guru. We, we get good players and try to stay out of their way. <laughs> listen, man, um, listen. I, but, but I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk with anybody anytime. Um, you know, reach out. My all my social media is at Coach Drew Wilson. My email is dwilson at faulkner edu. Reach out. I'd love to talk to anybody anywhere anytime. I, you know, spe- listen right now. I need to kill some time, so <laughs> come on with it. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, and again, I can attest to that. You sit with me when I was a, a JV coach at Hartsville High School, and just uh, I think we talked one three one offense that day maybe. Uh, I, I still remember a little of that conversation briefly. Uh, you know, so I, I still have those notes somewhere. So anybody who's listening, that is a real-life thing. He will sit down with you. He'll he'll teach you how to beat the one three one. So. Uh, and, unless unless you play Hartzell High School, then you, you're not allowed to go see him. Farron, <laughs> Farron, Farron Key may not like that too much. So uh, I had to squeeze Farron Key's name into this. That's been my – Absolutely. I will say, as he's listening to this, because I texted him, I said, man, I'm, I'm interviewing Drew Wilson tonight. What a – you know, what should I ask him? And, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what he said, but uh, oh, on the air, but uh, no telling. anyways, well, well coach again, I appreciate your time and, and look forward to keeping up, staying in touch. And uh, again, just hope that, uh, you know, all this settles down and you guys can get back to work and look forward to seeing what you continue to do with the Faulkner Eagles. Take it to the next step next year. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. All right. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Drew Wilson. And before we wrap this episode up, I want to get a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. And now that we wrapped up the ad read, I just want to close this episode by saying a few things. Number one, I hope that you find what we're doing as uh, a, a real, a, as an authentic, as a legitimate source of entertainment for you, of inspiration, of education, of whatever you know, you want to fit under the umbrella. I hope that it continues to provide that for you. And I also hope that you share what we're doing with others. Um, mainly share our small business spotlight. That's the big thing for me right now as we move forward throughout this this unprecedented time in our country and really in our world is you give us a chance to help others by just sharing the message and telling someone, hey, They've got this thing going at 94 by 50. They'll advertise for you, you know, put your logo up, share your message. 
um, share what you guys are doing and and try to help each of us get along uh, as we go through this over the course of weeks, months, or whatever it is to wrap this thing up. So um, with that being said, as always, find us on Twitter and Instagram at 94x50pod. Find us on Facebook, 94x50podcast, or you can find us at our website, www.94x50pod.com. Keep up, like, subscribe, retweet, favorite, comment, do all the fun stuff, and never forget that regardless of the circumstances, today doesn't suck.